war going on. A war of good versus evil. We're up against an enemy that's eons old, and up until recently it's gotten arrogant, bold, and in our face, and taken every opportunity to snare humanity with the lures of this world through Hollywood, the music industry, big pharma, big tech, big media, and much more. There's a hard line that must not be crossed by this enemy. A line that must be etched in your heart with the word of God. A line few are holding, but many more are needed. Are you willing to take to the offensive in the engagement of this enemy fighting in unity as warriors for Christ and in the pursuit of truth? If so, welcome to his hard line. I command you, be strong and steadfast, and do not fear, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That is Joshua 1.9. Good evening, hardliners, and welcome to the His Hardline discussion. Today, we will be discussing... Boy, oh boy, excuse me here, I thought I had uh, my title here. Apparently, I was not as prepared as I thought I was, but we are discussing the uh, Constitution is for and not of the United States. If you actually look at your pocket Constitution, if you do have one or any Constitution for that matter, chances are pretty good. I'd be willing to bet actually $1,000 on it that more than likely your Constitution that you have says Constitution of the United States, not for the United States. And there's a reason for that, which we will get into. But before we get into all of that, it is March 1st, 2022. Happy Tuesday. We're happy to have you here again. This is a His Hardline discussion. I am Jason. I am the co-host with God and Jesus Christ as the host. They are in the driver's seat. They are at the wheel and they are the one taking control of this ship because this is their platform. And so I want to say thank you for joining us. Um, just a couple quick little notes, if you would be so kind. And I'm, I'm asking this as a favor, not just for myself, but for just the show in general, for, for, for Christ, right? For God. And if you could, because I don't, I don't do social media. I used to, I was really heavy with social media. I don't anymore. And so promoting this podcast is a little challenging right now. I do have a rumble. I'm trying to do what I can to make like little 30 second commercials on there to let people where we're, you know, let people know where we're at over here, hoping that that'll kind of drum up some random, you know, um, listenership from there. I do have a clout hub, which I'm not so sure about yet. Um, It's not as active as I thought I was going to be there. I do have a gab. I might become a little bit more active there. I might end up upgrading possibly. I don't know. I'm going to do some more research on this to the pro. I like what Andrew Torba stands for. Um, I like everything that he represents. And so more than likely, I'm trying to find just one platform. I And I want it to be a pro-truth, pro-liberty, you know, liberty, pro-freedom, pro-Christian, pro-God and Jesus Christ platform. No censorship, right? I mean, granted, we do have to be careful and watchful on how we use our words. But at the end of the day, I don't want to have 
like eight different social media sites. You know, I, I don't want to do that. All right. I want to keep it simple. And so if you could do me the favor and the honor, please, I'm asking from the bottom of my heart. And it is growing. Actually, today I was actually shocked. I saw 51 downloads just today. I was like, wow, um, this you know podcast has not even been up a month here. Uh, let's see, I think the 3rd of March will be exactly a month that I've had this uh, since I started this podcast and just about have 800 downloads. So thank you for all of you out there for showing that support. And as we continue to grow, um, I do have his hardline shirts uh, design that I want to start making. I want to start, uh, you know, giving, um, I want to start selling them, but I do want to actually give some out to some of my uh, supporters out there as a thank you uh, for, um, you know, spreading this word of the, of the, of the, of this podcast. And you know who you are. I've talked to you already. Um, we just got to get, uh, down in the workshop and crank a few out here. I do have the shirts. Um, and so if we need to get more, I know exactly where to get them. So, um, again, good evening. Happy to have you here. So we're going to start off here today with the word of the day real quick. All right. And the word of the day is declaration. All right. And declaration, first definition, it's the act of declaring. It's an announcement. Second definition, the first pleading in a common law action, a statement made by a party to a legal transaction, usually not under oath. Third definition of declaration is something that is declared, such as a declaration of love, a document containing such a declaration, such as something we might all be familiar with, the Declaration of Independence. And then a quick quote by John F. Kennedy. The high office of the president has been used to foment a plot to destroy the Americans' freedom. And before I leave office, I must inform the citizens of this plight. Tell you what, what a very profound comment. End quote. He knew the type of evil that was embedded in this country particularly with the CIA and other secret societies. He's talked about it numerous times. You know, the Democrat Party of Kennedy's time is not the same Democrat Party that we see today. Um, in fact, I would, if, if, if I had to choose between Kennedy's Democrat Party and today's conservative party, I would take Kennedy's party all day long because he truly stood for America and what it represents and, and everything he really tried to do for this country and for the civilians to get back to self-governing. I mean, he really, he really did his best to, to get this nation back on the right footing with God at the top of the throne. But, unfortunately, we all know what happened. Hopefully, we'll get more into that truth here as time goes on. Um, so, again, if you would do me that favor, though, again, before we move on to the Bible reading, if you could just do me a favor, share this podcast in all corners of the Internet. Um, and, again, this his hardline discussion will be on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Saturdays eventually will be re-implemented as the, you know, the listenership increases. Um, and again, this is where you guys come in. So even if you just shared this with one or two or three people on your email or your text or social media or wherever, um, and I'm, I promise I'll actually get some, you know, media that's a little bit more compelling and intriguing to maybe, you know, capture people's attention to maybe, you know, like, Hey, that kind of looks cool. Let's see what they're about over there. So today, <clears throat> excuse me, we are going to do a quick little reading. It's not going to be a chapter, just a quick excerpt here out of John. Um, 
if you listen to one percent or less with him earlier, obviously I've read the whole chapter of uh, chapter one of John. Um, but the reason I'm actually going to do this in this show, this one ac- excerpt, is because it is actually really relevant with the uh, topic we're going to be discussing with regards to the Constitution. Now, in John chapter one, we're going to start off right here. Okay, it's not going to be real long, but it says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him. But the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. And that is the reading. Um, I pick that reading very carefully for this particular topic. <clears throat> Because, as it states in verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I will continue to pound this, I will continue to beat this drum over and over and over again until I take my last breath on the importance of words. And it's amazing how even the smallest words, when you take one small word, and you replace it with another small word and how it changes everything about that particular sentence. Everything. And I'm going to demonstrate that here with the Constitution. It's very interesting. This is something that I've learned within the last several months. And I just started looking a little further into it. <clears throat> now, so before I get into discussing the words particularly the words of and the word for with regards to the Constitution. If you're we're not aware of it by now on this show, I will, like I said, we'll drill, drill down on the importance of words and why they are so relevant in proper context, the spelling and their original definitions and much more. Um, now, just a few days ago, I discovered a website that we often referenced people to go check out within the assemblies that I told you I'm part of has been taken offline. That website was called, was taught, you know, was uh, labeled uh, www.usavsus, so USA versus US.info. And what the website basically was, was just a reference that helped. It was basically an awesome reference in our informational site that gave further understanding to, to help people distinguish the difference between the United States of America and the United States of the corporation. And I swear, people still get tripped out over that. They really have no comprehension on what I'm talking about when I when I say these things. Um, but it got taken down. Don't know why, 
but it got taken down. Now, um, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of reading a couple notes here. Now, the other thing, which I thought was interesting, now, because the Noah Webster's 1828 American Dictionary that I own, that we own, is so thick. It's actually a really, really big book, and I carry a Bible with me everywhere I go in the truck, and that's already thick enough as it is. Um, this American 1828, Noah Webster's 1828 American Dictionary is like triple that size. It's huge. So I don't want to obviously drag that around in my semi. Um, and so I usually go to Webster's Dictionary 1828.com when I look up my word of the day. Well, sadly, I discovered today that that website had also been taken down. I don't know why, but this has been a reference point that a lot of people have been using. So there's a reason why these 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 references and these websites are being taken down. Again, it just goes to show you why why are these resources taken down? You know, if they if these are just words, what's the big deal if they're up? Well, I'll tell you, it has everything to do with the power that lies behind words. They don't want people educating themselves and understanding the true power of words. Now, um, I took that information, actually, my little discovery, and I forwarded it to a couple of the assembly members of the, the county that I'm part of. And one of them actually made a comparison that this is the equivalent of book burning in the 1940s, and I couldn't agree more. And this is just absolutely disgusting in what is happening in our world. You know, obviously, a lot more people seem to read more electronically on Kindles and online PDF files. But when you delete something out of the digital space, I mean, it's a lot easier than just burning books. I mean, burning books actually takes time, effort, and energy. You know, with, with the digital files, you just hit delete and boom, gone. But we have a media that does everything that they can to fear monger and push BS narratives on stories that really aren't as they seem. And we also have a faction that exists that not only has a war on pronouns, as we all have kind of been seeing over the last several months on the news, but they have a mission in store to muddy up the waters when it comes to definitions and spellings of words in our language. Now, if you've kind of known me by now, you you know that I'm not really the best when it comes to words and um, grammar. That's my wife. She is the wordsmith. She's the proper pronunciation person. I'm more of the numbers guy. I like numbers. Um, and so, you know, if I say something improper, believe me, I'll know about it. And so I am still working on that. So in fact, she's listening in. So I'm sure she's probably taking notes <laughs> and making sure that if there's something I said that was really cringeworthy, oh yeah, I'm going to hear about it. But hi, babe. Um, <laughs> so, but here's the thing though, all kidding aside, you know, there is a war on words and the same faction does, the same faction does it absolutely best, does its absolute best to phase out the Holy Bible out of society in any way that it knows how. And this goes to show you just how relevant the words are, not just in the Bible, but in the Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary. And as you heard, just in John 1, 1, in the beginning, there was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now, if that isn't a huge clue and indicator in your own mind in, to connecting the dots of just how important words are in this world, then I don't know really what else could actually show you that relevance and make that connection for you. But this is why we're going to explain the difference between the words of and for as it pertains to the original constitution for the United States of America. Now, the pocket constitutions that people have will say the constitution of the United States of America. 
Now, there's a reason why we have different constitutions with that one little change in words. And actually, the state of Michigan, believe it or not, we actually have, uh, if I recall correctly, we have four state constitutions. Four. Now, I read the original one from when the state became a statehood. It's only 32 pages. But I printed it, and I read it two times over. Like I said, it's 32 pages and very easy to read, as it should. So common people could also understand it and not be filled with all this legalese and, you know, mumble jumble jargon that people don't understand. That's why Jesus, you know, spoke in parables, because people wouldn't understand if he spoke, um, I don't want to say on a higher level, but if he told them for what it really was, the lessons he was trying to teach, it would really go over people's heads, which is why he tried to put his lessons in parables. Same thing when it comes to the Constitution. You have to put it where the language can be understood to the common man. Now, even though there were three other state constitutions, and the original one is still in effect because it has not been dissolved, much like our original Constitution for the United States of America. It has not been dissolved. Therefore, the content, the content of that historical document is very much still in effect to this very day. But this evil faction that we're dealing with and when they say that they follow the Constitution, well, then my question would be, well, what Constitution are you really following? Because unless you know the true truth behind how they manipulate the words of the original Constitution to the new one that they follow and add on to it, 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 it completely, you know, when they say that they're a constitutionalist, it just completely doesn't mean anything at that point. So with these little differences in words and exchanging them out for, you know, one word for another, which completely, again, allows them to do whatever they want, you know, they lead us to believe that they are constitutional. But however, it's the Constitution that they edited and reworked for their own maniacal purposes and evil agenda. And speaking of maniacal factions, this thing that we are seeing, by the way, over in the Ukraine and Russia is not between Russia and Ukraine. Now, I'm probably going to get a bunch of cringe, frowny, you know, scowls right now. I can't see you, but I know I'm probably getting one or two of those. I'm telling you right now, the thing that we're seeing in Ukraine and Russia, and again, I'm not privyed to any special information, but you need, if you followed what I followed and you actually really saw what was happening, it's easy to connect the dots. This fight, believe it or not, is between the deep state of the United States with assets located in the land of the Ukraine and Russia. And Russia is actually taking out the, some of these assets that are over there in the Ukraine. Now, unfortunately, the Ukrainians, the people of Ukraine, unfortunately, they are caught in the middle of all this crap. This is a proxy war. Well, Jason, what does that mean? Well, it's a war that's fought on a land that like, so for example, so here's the thing, I'll just explain it to you like this. So yeah, there are bombs going off. All right. There's a guy at work that was telling me, well, Jason, I, I called somebody over there. I know somebody over there that lives over in Ukraine. They're saying it's hell and they, you know, they see it's bombs. How can you say that it's not really a war? Okay. I get that. I get that there's actually bombs going off and I'm not doubting that or questioning that. However, however, okay, here's the thing. You have to question, you have to ask the question, where are are those bombs coming from? Now, make no mistake, the deep state corrupt government of Ukraine could very well be detonating and setting off these bombs themselves to make it look like Russia is a huge aggressor. Now, if the U.S. deep state 
has no problem bombing other countries for the sake of protecting their deep state assets and having a heavy hand in 9-11, then what makes you think that they wouldn't do that in Ukraine? Now, let's not also overlook the fact that Russia is just reclaiming what they deem to be rightfully theirs. Ukraine is to Russia what New England is to the United States of America. Its foundation in history is rooted in the founding of this nation. The other clear reality is that <clears throat> the other things that are being bombed by Russia are strategic sites like the Levin Bioweapon Labs that are bought and paid for by the deep state from the United States, which are located in, of course, Ukraine. And never mind the fact that the Ukrainian government are a bunch of corrupt individuals as well. Again, this has nothing to do with the people of Ukraine. This has everything to do with the deep state and the government running that operation over there and the corruption that is embedded there, just like in our own country, believe it or not. But why do we have so many bioweapon labs over there? I'll tell you why. Little to no regulations and laws there. Are you starting to see the big picture in HD yet? I mean, seriously, are you? Because unfortunately, the people of Ukraine are caught in the middle of this nonsense proxy war. It's funny because a lot of video footage that is coming out is being peddled by fake news media are either very pixelated, grainy, and or slow-moving videos on their website, such as Fox. I crack up when I see some of these little videos that pop up. You can see the scenes are, you know, th these videos are, you know, either grainy, or if they're clear videos, they're videos from like four or five years ago from other countries. They're not even from that, that particular country, that conflict. Now, if you look at live video cam feeds of some of these bigger cities like Kiev, you can actually see the scenes are relatively calm in nature from what you can view of those live feeds. But Jason, they could, they could put recordings in those live feeds. Yes, I know. I know that. But why? what would be the point of that? There'd be no point for that. They're, they would want to show as much destruction as possible, as humanly possible. All right? But somehow the American people are still so easily manipulated and gullible to believe every single thing that they see on TV and let their emotions take over. Stop it. Use your critical thinking skills. All right, that's enough of that. Let's move on to the actual topic. Now, the Constitution for the United States. All right. We're going to start with the title first. We're going to talk about the title and the preamble. But first, we're going to talk about the title. Now, the title, the Constitution is for, not of. The word of expresses possession. In this case, a possession of the United States. Therefore, it's creation to do with as it pleases. It denotes ownership. Whereas the word for denotes something intended for someone else. In this case, a contract of the people intended for the United States. Isn't that crazy? Just that little change in word. They changed for into of because then it would create the expression of, you know, it would it express possession. And then the people that are in office, therefore, can just do whatever they please with it because it denotes ownership, right? But again, whereas the word for denotes something intended for someone else, in this case, like I said, the contract of people, of the people intended for the United States. 
Now, the Constitution of the United States of America contains seven articles. Each article is a binding contract in the form of a statute representing the will of the people. In plain English, not legalese. Again, it has to be understood by the common person, right? The common man, common woman. And it is ordained and established by the people as the law of the land. Now, each article is restricted by the Bill of Rights, and all exercise powers are to contribute to accomplishing at least one of six purposes of government defined in the preamble. Now, our founding fathers created a, quote-unquote, more perfect union, not an entity. This is referred to as a federal city for the United States of America. Now, the Constitution called it a district which is a region marked off for administrative purposes for the seat of government, a government made up of representatives of each state, not a state unto itself. Now we, the people are above the constitution for we created it to bind down our elected and appointed servants with the chains of the constitution. I'm going to repeat that. Well, listen, we, the people are above the constitution. Remember, the Constitution is for the federal government, not for us. We the people are above the Constitution, for we created it to bind down our elected and appointed servants with the chains of the Constitution. Today, unfortunately, though, America has lost her way. We no longer self-govern ourselves, and the only people, and the only people that can put her back on track is, and excuse me. And only the people can put her on track through education, applying, guarding, and construing the law of the land. We must conquer our ignorance and brave independence. Only then might we restore liberty and become the land of the free once more. Again, this is why we have the assemblies. Thomas Jefferson once said during the uh, Kentucky Resolutions of 1798, put your faith, put not your faith in men but bind them down with the chains of the Constitution. That was Thomas Jefferson. He also said in 1791, I would rather be exposed to the inconveniences attending too much liberty than to those attending too small a degree of it. And then the last one, he actually said, enlighten the people generally. And tyranny and oppression of body and mind will vanish like evil spirits at the dawn of day. Now, when I talk about this constitution, I'm talking about when in its original form in 1789. Now, yeah, it was drafted up in 1776, but this is when it was finally situated in 1789 here. If I'm reading this properly here. Now, you could find all this, by the way, on the website called www.nationallibertyalliance.org. What I'm reading is on page 15 of 100, all right, when I was talking about the Constitution for the United States. Do your own research. You can check it out. Now, to the preamble. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Now, the purpose of the federal government is defined in the preamble. And with the preamble, a clause at the beginning 
of a constitution or statute explanatory of the reasons for its enactment and the objects sought to be accomplished. As it was in Townsend versus the state in a court case. And also in, uh, there's another court case, Fenner versus uh, Luzerne County, I believe is what that, how you pronounce that in Pennsylvania. But we the people, by declaration, established government by consent. Consent. We the people, by declaration, established government by consent. And it is the Constitution that gave, that we gave and limited that consent to our servants by establishing and ordaining the Constitution for the United States of America. We the people formed a more perfect union. Any servant that varies from our laws and seizes authority that we the people did not authorize. Wars against the Constitution and therefore the people, they are in bad behavior and it is the duty of we the people to remove them from office and try them for treason as provided for in the Constitution. Now, any judge, this is a quote in a court case in Cooper v. Aaron, any judge who does not comply with his oath to the Constitution, now this is kind of funny, I wonder why it says to the Constitution of the United States because it should be for but then again, this was in 1958, but I'm going to read it as quoted. Any judge who does not comply with his oath to the Constitution of the United States wars against that Constitution and engages in acts in violation of the supreme law of the land. The judge is engaged in acts of treason. Again, that was in Cooper v. Aaron. Now, we the people purposed government to serve. We the people by vesting legislative powers in two houses. Congress, executive power in the president, and judicial power in one. Supreme Court, whose only resolve is to establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty within their vested jurisdictions. Federal jurisdictions cannot be assumed, but must be clearly shown. The law requires proof of jurisdiction to appear on the record of the administrative agency in all administrative proceedings. Again, if you want to read what I'm reading, you can just go to www.nationallibertyalliance.org. And there's a lot more there you can read on this subject, but... You know, it's just amazing how just that one little change, that one little sleight of hand, that change up in that word, they take for and they replace it with of. So they basically, what they did is they took possession of the Constitution by that little change. And when they took possession of the Constitution, that basically enabled them, enabled them being the factions of evil that run this country, to basically do with it as they please. Because why it denotes it denotes ownership. So rather than being a constitution intended for someone else, as in a contract of the people intended for the United States, now they just completely changed the game by switching that word for and replaced it with of. Now here's another little thing that I don't think a lot of you know. Now, if you have a pocket constitution and you read it, 
I have right in front of me the original organic Bill of Rights, 1791 through 1810. There's 13 of them. Now, I've read Amendment 1 through 12, both on this sheet of paper that I have right here in front of me <clears throat> and the pocket constitution that says, uh, you know, that, that these Bill of Rights are in, the pocket constitution that says the Constitution of the United States of America. Now, the first 12 amendments are worded exactly the same. Now, I'm not going to read every single one of these to you, but I will I will read the first one and I will read the last one. And I implore you and challenge you to, and it's not even a challenge, it's very simple. Go get a constitution or open it up on your phone on DuckDuckGo and type in Original Organic Bill of Rights, 1791 to 1810. Here's the thing, all right? The, the, as far as the Bill of Rights, I'm going to read the first one, and then I'm going to read the 13th one, because the 13th one is the one a lot of people don't have in their original po- you know, in the pocket constitution that you buy at Barnes & Noble or wherever. Now, Amendment 1, very important. I'll just read this one, and then I'm going to skip down to the 13th one. That's the one you have to listen to, all right? But Amendment 1, very important. This is why it comes before the Second Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievance. It's very, very important. That's why we have the National Assembly. The National Assembly is based off the First Amendment. Now, let's skip to Amendment 13. Now, this is the one that a lot of people don't know because they don't teach you this in school. All right. They lie to us a lot in school. Now, Amendment 13. Now, let me find my pocket constitution here. I'm going to read the differences here. This is going to blow your mind. All right. Now, in the Constitution of the United States of America, right, not for, here's what Amendment 13 reads. Let me find it real quick here. Bear with me here. I mean, this is just crazy. All right. Where are we at? Where are we at? Here we go. All right, here we go. This is this is what Amendment 13 says in the pocket constitutions that you could typically buy at the store. Here it is. Now, this says Amendment 13, the 13th Amendment was ratified December 6, 1865. And it says in Section 1, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as a punishment for a crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Now, section two of that says Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Now, that's in the Constitution. That's the pocket Constitution that you can just buy at the store. Now, in the organic original Bill of Rights, here it is. If any citizen of the United States shall accept, claim, receive, or retain any title of nobility or honor, or shall, without the consent of Congress, accept any present pension, office, or emolument of any kind whatsoever from any emperor, king, prince, or foreign power, such person shall cease to be a citizen of the United States. And here it is. Here's the kicker, guys and shall be incapable of holding any office or trust or profit under them or either of them. So what's that mean? Here's what that means. 
if you're an attorney or you're getting paid or you're getting compensated by some sort of uh, foreign entity, right? Um, but we're just going to stick to something that we're very familiar with. Um, a lot of people that are in quote unquote office there in DC, a lot of them are attorneys. Well, guess what? When you're part of the bar association, do you know what bar stands for? The British accreditation registry. Well, when they are a bar card holding attorney or lawyer, guess what? That means they actually have a title of nobility because they pledge an allegiance to the British Royal crown. So if you take this all the way back to Abraham Lincoln and listen, not dogging Abraham Lincoln, I felt like he was a good president and he did some good things in fact, but let's be honest, truth be told, and nobody tells you this, he technically was our first unlawful president. And we can get into that a little bit further, more in detail in a different discussion, but let's stick to this, um, this 13th amendment. Now, when the Brits came over here and they burned down DC and I can't remember what year it was, don't quote me on this. I terrible when it comes to history and dates, but when they burned down DC, they burned down DC for one reason. And that was to do away with the original organic bill of rights, specifically to do away with that 13th amendment, because with that 13th amendment enacted, that means that they would have an inability and it would make it very challenging for them to infiltrate this country from within. That's why they wanted it burned and gone. Abraham Lincoln was technically, he, he, he was an attorney and he was a bar card holding attorney. So he had an allegiance to Great Britain. Now, not only should he have not have held office, but technically he should not even be a citizen of the United States because now he's taking compensation through the title of nobility. So he was actually our first unlawful president. And again, there's a huge, rich history behind that and what happened and why the assemblies existed, why he got assassinated. And again, there's a lot of lies that are tied behind that as well. And again, it goes right into the JFK era. I mean, it just, it goes, it, it's so, it, you see where we're going at with this? I hope you're seeing this picture clear in HD because everybody that's in office right now, see, I don't care who they are. I don't care if it's Adam DeSantis who's, by the way, an attorney. I don't care if it's Greg, uh, I think it's Greg Abbott or Adam, whatever, Abbott down in Texas. I don't care if it's a conservative or a liberal. doesn't matter. Listen, I'm conservative-minded, but the more I learn and the more I understand the true history of where we came from and where we're going at with the National Assembly, the more I'm starting to understand the bigger picture that we've been getting screwed by both sides, both parties. Basically, it's the same coin, just different ugly faces of that same coin. It doesn't matter if they're conservative Republican or liberal Democrat does not matter. At the end of the day, they're there to screw over this country, screw over the people of this country, enslave us, and to basically rape and pillage the wealth out of this nation. People do not understand that. And a lot of what we're seeing over there in Ukraine, in Russia, has a lot to do with what's happening in this country, believe it or not. But people, again, are seeing things one-dimensionally. We won't get too far into the weeds on that one. We're going to keep it on track. But back to this 13th Amendment. Because the, the original Organic Bill of Rights never was dissolved, that technically, that original Constitution for the United States and the original Organic Bill of Rights was never dissolved, guess what? It's still enacted. Meaning, what does that mean? 99, 98, 99%, hell, we're going to just go with 99 because it sounds good. Basically, 99% of the people that hold office, doesn't matter on a local level, municipality level, state level, to the federal level, right? If they're an attorney... Even if they're an appointed judge, guess what? They are holding office unlawfully. That's right. All these people that are in office should not even be there in office. 
but they won't they don't want us knowing that why do you think they teach us some bullcrap history excuse my language and i trust me my words can get actually a little worse than that i'm a truck driver but why do you think they don't want us they keep us dumbed down in school in fact i don't even want to call it school it's government ran indoctrination centers it's not school why do you think so many other countries are way ahead of us why do you think so many people from foreign countries know more about our true history than the people in this country it's sad and actually quite frankly it's pretty disappointing there are people out there in other countries that know more about our history than the people in this country and so we're seeing a lot happening within the assemblies and like i was talking to my uh, i was talking to somebody uh, in my neighborhood about this about what the assemblies are doing and again let's keep this on point too because this this podcast is his hard line the biggest reason that we exist is i want to help on behalf of god and jesus christ soften and open hearts so people will accept christ in their heart so they can get through christ to father we have to in order to become a blessed nation again okay and have this land healed we have to put the father back at the throne but we can't do that when we have all these evil entities that are in office where they shouldn't be all right they're pedophiles they're evil they should not be holding office on any level but again they changed words up for this very reason so they can infiltrate under the radar behind the scenes and a lot and here's the thing they do it so sneakily and so and honestly a lot of people say oh these people are stupid no they're not they're actually very very brilliant evil but they're brilliant because they did it under the radar almost in plain sight to a degree and nobody suspects any different why do you think satan wants you so distracted with music and netflix and and drinking and going clubbing and going to the concerts and you know keeping up with the kardashians and this and that right and getting yourself engulfed in debt so you can have you know the nicest newest things and try to keep up with the joneses they satan wants you distracted in every way possible by creating as much noise and put as many colors and you know squirrel type of moments in front of you to keep you from understanding what's truly happening right there in front of your face and behind your back to a degree too we have to get off our butts and we need to start doing something we need to start taking action well jason how do we do that what do you mean take action well i've already told you this time and time and again in different shows get go to the www.national-assembly.net site okay find your state in the forums i believe is it's yeah it's in the forum section find your state i guarantee you there are people active in the forum chat there and find out if your state is assembled or not and if it's not find out how you can be a part of that solution because i'm gonna tell you right now the momentum is picking up there's a reason why we're seeing this chaos go on unfortunately there's so many people that have no idea what's happening with these assemblies these assemblies here's what the, here's what the assemblies do when we get 38 states that's three quarters right when we get 38 states guess what happens then the navy comes in and they do and this is all public domain okay i've already you know this i'm not saying anything that's secret here 
Okay. The Navy comes in and does a, an audit on our foundational documents, make sure everything's in line. Because when we have the full 38 states or more of the, of the states in assembly, an assembly, excuse me, that means we have be, we've returned back to self-governance with the citizens, with the people, the sovereign people of this nation back in control. What does that mean? That means the military at that point is under the people's control, the people of the United States of America. But until we get those 38 states, this fake de facto fraudulent a.k.a. government, we're just going to call it the corporation, okay, because that's what, what it is, all right? It's no different than if McDonald's were to go in there and, and boot these people out of D.C. and say, sorry, guys, but uh, me and the Hambler glare, yeah, we're taking over the show now. I mean, technically, they could. It's one corporation booting out another corporation. I mean, really, that's how ridiculous and asinine it is, but that's exactly what it is. McDonald's can go in there with their stupid, you know, hamb hamburger university from Chicago, take the Hamburger and the freaking, you know, the clown, the creepy little clown, they can go in D.C., kick Biden out, kick Harris out. I'm like, ah, sorry, we're VP and president now. Bye-bye. It's just one corporation being exchanged for another. So what the assemblies do once we get the self-governance back to the people, we get we basically impl implement what's called original jurisdiction, okay, de jure. We get these de jure assemblies of the people. And as that rises up, guess what? The old has to go away. It has to by law. See, my neighbor was like, well, I don't understand how you have the ability to overthrow the government. No, 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 no. It's not an overthrow of the government because, again, we don't even have a government, Government, believe it or not, never had for many, many decades. What it is is a reinstitution of government that was never there for quite some time, actually over a century. There is no overthrow of a government. We are reinstituting the rightful government operating under the law of the land under god common law that my friends are what the assemblies are doing and it's gaining momentum and it's getting traction and it's picking up speed it's just a matter of time very in very short order where we're going to have our 38 states Michigan was the first back in 2000. I think it started getting rocking and rolling right around 2011. I don't think it became assembled till 2013, I think. I could be getting that year off. Don't quote me on that. But started with Michigan. And then Alaska. The guy who helped settle Michigan settled Alaska. Put out public notice. They claimed Alaska, the original jurisdiction, and became a free and independent nation state, just like Michigan. Now we have Missouri, North Carolina as of February 10th, put out their public notice, Florida, Tennessee, California, Hawaii, I think New York, North Dakota, South Dakota, one of the Dakotas, not both of them, but I think it was North Dakota. But here's the thing, we're almost there, we're going to get there, and you're going to see a huge dramatic change, a dramatic shift in power in this country. Why do you think when, when Trump spoke? When Trump spoke, why do you think he kept saying in many of his speeches, the power is going to return back to the people? When he left the White House, remember what he said. 
before he got on Marine One to go head to Air Force One. He said something very interesting. He said, now again, I'm going to tell you this right now. He was president, but uh, as much as I like Trump and he did good, he was technically a fraudulent president. He was a president of the de facto government of the United States of the corporation. He was never really president of the United States of America. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Trumpers out there and be like, no, 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 nope. Not having that. That doesn't sound right. That sounds like fake news. No, I hate to break it to you. Trump was never president of the United States of America. He will have the honor of being the president, the last president of the United States of the corporation. But as far as the United States of America, no, he's mm-mm, sorry. Neither was Obama, neither was Bush, neither was Clinton, neither was Reagan or Carter. Hate to break it to you guys, but you got to look into your true history here. Do your research, do your homework. You'll see. Look, these are heavy topics. To some degree, they're actually pretty hard to internalize. I know. I didn't know about these assemblies till just about a year, a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago. Actually, less than a year ago, come to think of it. Let's see. We're in 2022. I started getting involved with assemblies. Yeah, it was about summer, so not even a year. I'm still learning, as we all are. Even people that have been in assemblies for a couple of years now, they're still learning. This is a whole new process. Why? Because we haven't, <laughs> we haven't been a self-governing body since the mid-1800s. That's a long time. We basically let lobbyists and criminals basically run the show. And unfortunately, with our consent, we said, go ahead, we, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't want to do the hard work, guys. Here, just just take care of us. Make sure everything's fine. We trust you. Um, we'll elect you. Just make sure you do us right, okay? Just yeah, you're 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 a person for the working man, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, Johnny. I, I'm for the working man, and I'm I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to make sure I take care of you, and I want to make sure that you know your retirement you know accounts are safe, and I'm going to make sure that you can afford a wonderful home for you and your family with the white picket fence, and you can live the American dream. And I want to make sure that you have food in your refrigerator and your cupboards. And 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 you know what, Johnny? I'm going to do you one better. I'm also going to make it that you get Social Security starting at the age of whatever the heck it is. What, 65, 66? I don't even know. Don't care because I'm not going to see it. Don't want to see it. It's technically a socialist program. <laughs> but we got lazy, guys. We got lazy and allowed lobbyists and criminals, which, by the way, like I was just saying, because of the title of Nobilities Act, they have no right under the law in the original Constitution and the original Bill of Rights, they have no authority or right lawfully to hold office. You know what we should be doing with these people that are in office? Yeah, I know. A lot of you are like, oh, they're treasonous. We should hang them. Yeah, there's that. Or we just put them all in a big rubber yellow boat 
and ship them off across the pond back over to the, you know, to Britain. Adios. Stay out of our country. This is our land. This is the land of the free. This is the land under God, our Father in heaven. This is a land where Christ followers reside. And we're going to keep it that way. You come back and you try to screw this land over again with your evil nonsense, <laughs> there's going to be hell to pay. So anyways, that's all I got for the night. I apologize if I went down some little rabbit holes, but a lot of this does tie in together. we got a lot of work ahead of ourselves. And listen, if you want to know more about the assembly, email me. You can email me at jmjdirect. That's J-M as in Michael, J direct d-i-r-e-c-t at protonmail.com i had a gmail account i'm starting to do away with google and gmail because they're an evil corrupt company and i just will not have anything to do with them and just like apple and yet here i am with my apple computer i gotta figure out an alternative because i just it sickens me every time i see the apple with the bite out of it what does that represent to you guys the apple with the bite Take a bite. You'll have all the knowledge in the world. You'll actually supersede God. Sound familiar? Give you a hint. Comes from the book of Genesis. Evil is all around us, and it's intertwined in everything that we do. We have to start unraveling ourselves and untangling ourselves. But first, we have to destroy the monster before we can start untangling all the snares that have us wrapped up in its little tentacles. So, always remain firm, steadfast, and uncompromising. Like it says in Joshua 1, 9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Good night. God bless, and I'm signing out until next time, and thank you for listening to His Hard Line, and we have the Warrior's Prayer. Have a blessed night. Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the girdle of truth, may I stand firm in the truth of your word, so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness, may it guard my heart from evil, so I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace, may I stand firm in the good news of the gospel, so your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith, may I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, deceit, so I will not be vulnerable to the spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May I keep my mind focused on you, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hands, so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. By faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God. I am prepared to live this day in spiritual victory.